Hey guys, today we're bringing on Brendan Elliott, the owner and founder of Little Linksters Association for Junior Golf here in Orlando, Florida. Brendan is probably the best guy I can think of on the planet to reach out to if you're thinking about getting your kid into golf. Uh, this is a really cool episode. He, he shares some insights on uh, starting kids off, and I think a lot of it translates to the adults as well. So enjoy. This is Golf Essentials with Casey Bork. Cool. So we are here with Brendan Elliott, really good friend of mine. Brendan runs Little Linksters Association for Junior Golf here in Orlando. He's one of the most humble guys I know, so he's not going to brag about himself too much, so I'll do it for him. <laughs> Um, Brendan won the PGA's national award last year for junior golf development. So super cool. Uh, super excited to have him on. Hey, Brendan, how you doing, man? Hey, Case. How are you, sir? <laughs> Good. Good. So little linksters, Brendan, you've been at it for like 10 years. Um, give us like the, the two minute rundown. Like what, what's the little linksters all about? What are you guys doing? It's uh, so the so the two minute synopsis. That's what you're looking for. Because uh, <laughs> sure. I could I could talk about it forever. But we, yeah, ten years. Uh, this past August was our ten year anniversary. As we go further and further along, it gets or it becomes more aware to me that this is something that continues to be a need in the industry. But we started it uh, ten years ago. It, a single daycare. It was the daycare that uh, my daughter. Uh, eventually wound up going to when she was three. Uh, and it, it, there was a lot of activities that they offered for kids um, that seemed to me to be fairly complex, but uh, they could learn Japanese and, and computers and keyboarding and music and karate. And, um, so I asked the director of the, of the daycare, could we try doing golf? And he's like, oh, that just don't you think that's a little complex for kids? So we're talking like three-year-olds, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. daycare is like three, four, yeah, really little. Couple, yeah, we had a couple two-year-olds at the onset. And wow. Couples spread out throughout the years. But it, it was amazing to me that he thought golf would be too complex. Well, they've got Japanese and keeping <laughs> and, and And so he said, sure, if you want to give it a go. And I found it shockingly easy to teach kids at this age because I think early on I had an understanding even in the you know our infancy stages of the programming that you don't have to teach kids these ages you can't teach kids these ages um, the fundamentals that we usually try to begin with older kids or even adults it's just getting them immersed in the whole golf lifestyle and that's I think getting them familiar with the game is more important than, uh, you know, all the fundamentals that you would typically teach. And I think this is why most golf professionals shy away from working with younger kids because they, they think of the complexity that is golf when you're teaching somebody new and just immediately, you know, disregard that as something you, you can do with, with young kids and, and I just see it differently. So it's yeah, sort of, sort of the default setting is yeah. the technical route, you know, uh, what, what the, what the shaft plane is in the backswing, stuff like that. When exactly you, you're dummying it down for, for kids and turns out that, that, that whole approach works for adults too. Right. I mean, it's pretty much everybody like, well, keep it there's, simple. There's, there's one common thread that I think, 
and no disrespect to instructors that have been doing this for years and been very successful and, and have a lot of uh, sure. you know, students that have done well, but I think sometimes we just lose what the most important thing is, whether it's a three-year-old or a, you know, 90-year-old is people want to have fun playing the game and that's the bottom line. So how you communicate with them is important, uh, how interactive it is, how, how much their understanding of what you're teaching them is and, you know, not talking in, in complicated terms like a lot of instructors may do because uh, it's just confusing to the students. And a lot of times the students will just nod their head like they understand, but they really don't understand. I love and it. Long term, that just creates, it can create problems. We have, we've had issues in the past few years and we're luckily rebounding in our industry, but the number one reason why people don't play golf besides, you know, time and money is it's just not that fun. So you got to make fun a primary focus, whether it's definitely kids or adults. Definitely. That, that's the only way they're sticky, you know, otherwise, you know, people try it, they figure it out. All right. It sounds really hard. Um, maybe they have a couple days of it, but if it's not fun and, and if it's not something that they see is, feasible for themselves yeah it's easy to sort of give up on it right well and you know, that's really there's, cool there's there's a lot of people that um come into the game get that good first taste want to get better and realize quickly that you got to put a lot of work in this game to get better yeah and not necessarily something people have time to do so yeah yeah we as instructors need to know at the onset that People need to have fun. It's a game. It's enjoyable. It's outside. And it sounds cliche sometimes about all the, the advantages to playing golf, not just for kids, but for everybody. And it's not cliche. It's, it's the reason why people play the game. Yep, for sure. For sure. Brendan, so walk, walk me through, say, you know, you, you got a first timer, say a five-year-old's coming out. Walk me through like the first couple months. What kind of things are you guys doing with them? What does that process look like? So, you, you, Case, you know, you know a lot of our instructors. And, and mm-hmm. first and foremost, I need to have instructors that understand how to interact with young kids. It's, it's of primary importance. Um, so there's different things that I look for. Um, did they get down to the kid's level? Uh, can they interact with three- and four-year-olds? And, and that's not the only ages, obviously, that we teach. But sure. it takes a special person. So initially we're just getting them used to what golf is so we have a coloring book that we use uh, for it's kind of our characters telling the story of what golf is and in the hist- a little bit of the history of the game and why people play to have fun and there's a uh, light of the a lot of the uh, virtues that are hidden within the game that our, our characters in our coloring book uh, talk about with the kids and and then we get into some of the basics, but on a very, very uh, preliminary, you know, very easy level of how you hold the club, what the parts of the clubs are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, uh, we don't get into swing plane and things like that, obviously. <laughs> the kid would have no idea. Right. But you break the, the swing down using our characters in the coloring book to really simplify it. And we use terms, for example, like, tick tock which is the back and through and how we say that the tick and the talk is talking about the pace of the swing and the kids don't know that 
Um, they don't know that we're talking about the pace of the swing. They it's just let things and it, and it works. Yep. So it's very basic stuff. And as we go and, and, you know, I'm a little, I'm not a little, I'm very excited about what we got going for, uh, for 2019 and forward, but we're doing different stages now where we do the intermediate, uh, program where we get them, you know, into the game of golf, what the feeling of the game of golf is, the very basic stuff. And then we work in the short game. Then we have level two program where we, you know, get them ready for the golf course. And then we have a level three program to get them ready for playing in more of a competitive setting. So it's, it's doing all the things that you would traditionally do with working with kids, but doing it in steps that, that really makes sense for the ages that we're working with. Nice. I love it. Um, so ushering them into the game. And then I know you guys have programs for, you know, even more advanced players that want to play high school golf, college golf, um, you know, earning scholarships at college, things like that. Um, super cool. Um, I, just, just to change it gear, just, to, just slightly, um, you know, those same people that are getting started in golf, and this could be applicable to um, whether they're kids or, um, teenagers or even adults getting going like in your experience like do you guys give any advice um sort of take-home advice for parents like hey are there things that they can do with their kids at home or maybe on their own um anything that you guys advise parents to do or, or an approach that you would best like to see parents have you know yeah it, it's it's really important that uh, and we really encourage this for the kids in our program and not just kids in our program, but kids that we work with privately, um, that the parents are on the same page with the coaches and, and what we're doing and what we're working on. Um, so, so let me break it down first with the kids in the program. When we say to the parents and to the kids, you know, if you really want to progress, you're going to have to put in just as much time outside of organized practices mm. as you do you know outside so so there's and kids get confused sometimes when we say you need to practice uh it, they think that means going to the driving range going to the golf course and you know people are busy so parents can't necessarily get them to the golf course or the driving sure. range but there's sure. plenty of things you can do at home you can hit putts on the carpet at home you can look in a mirror with your setup I mean, a lot of the preliminary things with the swing, your grip, setup, alignment, those are all things you can do just looking in a mirror at home. Um, so that's practice. And uh, it's, it's something that I try to instill, not just in the kids in, the, in our programs, but our private, my private lesson students, it's something that I try mm -hmm. to constantly and try to get that through to them that little things, it's like working out. You don't have to go, you know, hit it hard in the gym for, one or two hours if you do little things each and every day yeah just as effective if not even more effective than than these huge practice sessions i love that yeah and if um if the kids actually like golf if they're having fun then golf is top of mind when they're home you know they're watching it on tv they're playing yep. with a golf club while they're sitting there they're putting on the rug i mean i remember doing that i grew up in maine right and, and in the winter oh, yeah uh, I never, never saw a golf ball fly, but I remember just grooving 
four foot putts over a dime in my bedroom. Like mm. just, and, and I could tell you when this, when the snow broke in the spring, I was ready to go. Like I was holding putts and, and, it, and it helps. Oh yeah. So that, that sort of mental work really, really does. And, and, uh, and I'm convinced that doesn't happen without the enjoyment of the game. Oh, right? yeah. It's always going to come back to that. There's no question. Yep. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, which brings me to like an, another conversation, a whole, probably in a whole other conversation, but you know, the mistakes that you probably witness parents making, you know, the over, yeah. either the overbearing parent that's trying to micromanage every motion. Uh, I, th- I think that's cutting into the enjoyment and long run. I, I got to think that that's hurting the kids chances of, of picking up the game for life. Don't you? Yeah. And, and it, it's sad to see that situation happen. And, Hey, and here's the thing about it. I'm a parent. You're a parent. It's very easy to fall into that trap. Very, yep. very easy because you want the best for your kids. And I don't think that parents necessarily do these things that we're talking about on purpose. They're, they really, truly feel that they're helping their kids. Um, but if you're in a situation where they're getting lessons with a coach or they're doing a program, you have to instill all your trust into that coach and it's a process. And I say that all the time to my private lesson kids that it, this is a process. Uh, there's going to be a lot of bad days. And that doesn't necessarily mean that whatever we're working on is the wrong thing that we're working. Right. On. You're making a change and people really need to fall in love with the process and fall in love with practice and not necessarily equate what you shoot in a round with if you're progressing long term. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a long game. It's not uh, the, the little micro ups and downs taking the long, the long vision, right? Yeah. Um, where am I going to be in a year or two years as opposed to what did I do last Tuesday or on my last shot? Right. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I can't stand seeing, seeing parents, you know, micromanaging from shot to shot, yep. <laughs> you know, yep. they hit one and the kid says, what did I do dad? And dad, rips him apart because he fell off balance or, you know, some tip that is only hurting the kid's confidence. You know, it was funny uh, watching the Tiger and Phil match the other day. Uh, I think it was Pat Perez that, yeah. that said uh, a golf pro only hits three or four shots in a round of a tour professional that they hit exactly where they wanted to hit it. So yeah. why, why would a parent think that they're, seven-year-olds can be perfect <laughs> shots every time. that's so true that's so true and anybody who's played any golf gets that like, yeah. it's so rare to hit a shot that just comes off the way you want it so yep. um so um you know what uh what qualities do you see in kids that you know your most successful kids the ones that are coming back the ones that are really improving what qualities do you see in them the, the ones that are really doing it well and having fun and getting better you know uh there, there's a young lady that i coach that she she just loves the game so much that she'll put the work in and it's not even work she doesn't see it as work she'll put her practice time in uh before school now because you wow. know we've got the shorter days now and the sun goes down earlier and she's always doing something, whether it's putting at home on the carpet or like I said, going before school. And it's, it's not, it's not work. It's, it's not, 
I said putting in the work. I don't necessarily mean that. It's she's she loves the game so much that she knows you have to put in the time um, to to get better. And I I, I question sometimes whether uh, the kids truly love the game, or we've already talked about this a little bit, or the parents love the idea of their child loving the game as much as they do. Right. And, and that sometimes is really detrimental. So I, I would say, you know, it's a, it's a constant theme with me, but those that are successful love the game. Yep. Yep. That's, that's it. You just, mm-hmm. you just, you don't have enough gas in the tank if you don't love it. It's no. that simple. It's such a long haul. So people think there's this, there's a, a secret to, to the game of golf and there is, it's, being passionate about the game it's very like it and they they keep digging for you know that 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 key that secret and they just overlook the this the simplest thing which is a passion for it yep yep and the beauty is especially with your program you don't have to be a tour star to succeed you know you've got all sorts of avenues where kids can have a great time and even move into careers in golf and yeah i think it's spectacular man what what you're doing is is really really good stuff thanks uh, it's awesome that you you came and chatted with me here and um guys if you are in the central florida area and um you've got kids that you know you might consider getting into the game little linksters is the place to go for that um hit up littlelinksters.com l i n k s t e r s littlelinksters.com there's all kinds of programs, all kinds of ways to get your kids involved. Um, Brendan has got the backing of people like Jack Nicholas and Annika Sorenstam and Jordan Spieth, I know, s- supports the program. So yeah. this, is a, this is a killer way to get your kids in- involved with golf. And I can tell you, Brendan is the right guy to, to entrust with your kids because he's the nicest and most humble guy and he gets it. Uh, a lot of instructors don't. So, and if uh, I could, Chase, I just want to interject real quick. It, sure, man. It, it's a game for everybody. So that's a big thing that we believe with little linksters. You know, we are a nonprofit organization. So, if if a child doesn't have the means to play uh, financially, we'll we'll find a way to have them um, take part in our programming. If a child has special needs. There's absolutely no reason why that child should not have a golf club in their hand if they want to. Uh, so it, it's really a game that's for everybody and everybody can be successful in it too. So cool. Love it, man. You know, to that end, guys, um, Little Linksters is nonprofit. So if your company, your small business or big business wants to get behind it, um, just email Brendan directly. Um, I'll leave, uh, leave that in the notes, but his email is, is Brendan, B-R-E-N-D-O-N, at littlelinksters.com. B, I'm sure you're, you're uh, welcoming any, uh, any sponsorship-type conversations, aren't you? Oh, absolutely, yeah, because <laughs> it, it takes a lot of work to, to reach out to as many kids as we want to, and we're trying to. So, yep. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm open to any, any ideas, any partnership ideas that anybody may have. Sweet, sweet. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Case.